Welcome to the Self Love Breakfast Club, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, and of course, self love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self love for breakfast. Hey there, friend. Welcome back to the Self Love Breakfast Club. I am so happy you're here today. We have an amazing guest. She is actually my mentor, so I'm really pumped to have her on before we get to that. You know, I've really been wanting to kind of ruminate on the subject of women being mirrors. And what I mean by that is I think, you know, there's this story that a lot of us women have that other women are catty or I can't trust other women or it's just easier to be be friends with guys and really struggle in our relationships in connecting with women and maintaining friendships with women and having these frenemies and rivalries and all of that with women. And I'm really seeing a shift. The whole women empowerment movement, of course, that's been going for a little bit now. And also people are jumping on it as a trend. I don't really feel like everyone quite gets it. But one of the things that I have really been personally experiencing is just really kind of finding safety in being connected with other women and finding other women that are safe to be friends with and that are, you know, understand themselves and their own stuff. It brings me to the subject of looking at another woman as a mirror. And what I mean by that is if there is someone that triggers you, right? Um, And maybe in a way where you're like kind of jealous. So there's a woman and she's out there and she's killing it. And maybe you find her to be inauthentic. Maybe you find her to be annoying, (laughs) That's a mirror because maybe there's something about you she's reflecting back to you. Maybe there's something about you you haven't made peace with, or maybe it's something you don't like about yourself, or maybe it's a wound. Maybe there's something, someone in your past that was very similar to this, and it's bringing that up. So that's one way we can look at another another woman as a mirror. And maybe the same woman, she's out there killing it. She's successful. She is also a mirror for what is possible for us. That woman, and whether it be me, it be some random influencer, or even if it's just someone that you just know, and maybe you admire them, or maybe you're jealous of them, it's a mirror for what's possible. Like, that person is not special. I am not special. Now, when I say that... I mean that I am not so special and so different from you that you cannot do what I do. We all have gifts. We do. All of us. Every single person has a gift, whatever that is. And being in your gift means being the most you. And when you see another woman being the most her, that gives you permission sometimes to do it yourself, right? If there's some woman who's out there and just does not give a fuck about what anyone truly what anyone thinks about her and is living her best life and maybe she has the things that you want or maybe she's living this life that you dream of you are not so special that you cannot have it too and she is not so special that she's the only one who can have it so I'm really loving 
kind of exploring this whole concept of other women being mirrors for us. And it's really given me a lot of almost like peace, especially, you know, if there's someone who's nasty to me or I've noticed people who who just want to be shitty, you know, or put me down or talk behind my back and stuff. And I honestly like don't really care and I'm not really aware of a lot of it. But now just when I think about it, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, there must be something really going on with her. She must feel maybe badly about herself or maybe not as confident in herself or maybe she has an insecurity or maybe she has an old wound that she's operating from and that's why she's treating me this way. So it's really allowed me kind of like to detach from my personal feelings about how someone may speak to me or talk about me or what they think of me. And it makes me realize that it's, you know, it's not about me. And like how someone treats you is not about you. It's about them generally. If many people react to you in the same way or if you're attracting a certain type of person, then yeah, there's some opportunity to look inward here. But anytime another woman triggers something inside of you, that is an opportunity for growth. That is an opportunity to look inside yourself and see where you can improve and where you can change. So I don't know. I just felt like kind of called to to talk about this with you guys today. If you have been following me for a little bit or paying attention to what I have been talking about recently... I have a group program that is enrolling at the moment. I'm not going to talk too much about it, you guys, but if you're struggling with your food and body image, this is an amazing opportunity for you to transform your life. And there are some women who enrolled in the program that actually don't really have food and body issues, but have enrolled because they know that they have certain things, certain coping mechanisms and crutches that they are relying on and they want to heal themselves. So yes, it is a self-love food and body program. So if the food and body doesn't apply, but you know you're kind of operating from some old wounds and you are struggling to get what you want or you're self-sabotaging or you can't understand like why you keep ending up in the same spot, this program will change your whole life. Yes, I overpromise and I overdeliver. I don't do this underpromise bullshit. I come with it. <laughs> and I tell people this um, on their calls that, you know what? I'm going to blow your mind give me a couple months. I'm going to blow your mind. Anything you are buying into in this conversation, it's going to be better. And I'm very confident in that. So if you're even just the slightest bit curious about the pendulum program, or even just working with me, go to the website, fill out an application and set up a time to talk to me. Let's just hop on a call and talk. I would love to hear more about your story if you're struggling with something. And Trust me, I will tell you if you're not a good fit. I've had a couple of people that I just did not feel like it's the right time for them. And I have no problem being honest about that. (laughs) So go ahead on over to crystalrose.com slash pendulum, P-E-N-D-U-L-U-M, or just go to crystalrose.com, click on the coaching tab, food and body, and you can fill an application there. So today we have, like I said, my mentor, Samantha Skelly. I had no idea who the heck Samantha Skelly was when I first, (laughs) when I first found her, I was not looking for her. I was not looking for what she was offering. I was actually looking for a way to expand my nutrition coaching business. And she opened up a 
whole new world to me, literally. And I am so grateful for her. She is a great friend of mine now. She is still my mentor. I'm learning from her every single day. She is a seven-figure entrepreneur, sought-after international speaker, best-selling author, and a wellness coaching expert. She founded both Hungry for Happiness, which is a movement that helps people experience true transformation and happiness through certified trained certified coaches who utilize emotional and energetic coaching techniques, that's me, (laughs) and Pause Breathwork, which has a mission to help people clear anxiety and stress through the power of breath. Samantha continues to spread her message and transform the lives of tens of thousands of people through her programs, worldwide international retreats, motivational speaking engagements, the popular Hungry for Happiness podcast, which I think is actually the Samantha Skelly podcast and now, and her best-selling Hay House book, Hungry for happiness. As I said today, I am super excited about today's guest. It is my mentor, Sam, Samantha, Samantha Skelly. (laughs) Welcome to the Self Love Breakfast Club. It's so good to be here, dude. I freaking love you. I am so excited for this. I We have to kick things off with our little initiation that we do. It's called Goals, Gratitude, and Badassery. So first up, goals. What are your current goals right now? Or goal, big goal. So the way I do goals is that I have only one at any given time. I used to be a like multi-goal kind of girl, and it just dilutes the energetic potency on the, the the one thing. So I really adapt like that one goal type of mindset. So my one goal right now in this moment is my business goal is filling the pause birth work facilitator training, which is so exciting. And I and it's so fun. Like it is the most fun to do that. Like I absolutely freaking love it. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about that. <laughs> and gratitude. What are you grateful for? Man, I feel like everything, but I'm gonna get specific here. The thing I am most grateful for right now is rooting and nesting. Eric and I just moved into a new home and I'm just, I've never bought furniture and like made something so beautiful before, you know, I've, I've lived in 33 different countries and been super transient. And I have always sort of like for the last decade, I lived out of a backpack more than I did in a home. So this is like so new for me. So it's so cool to buy mugs. (laughs) It's so weird. Like I geek out over like, oh my gosh, Ashley Furniture is having a sale. Let's fucking go. Like I've never been that person, but I'm so that person now. And it feels actually really cool. And I'm grateful that I think a part of my like transient nature is is this fear of like settling down and that my freedom is going to be taken away. And what I'm realizing through this process is having this home base is actually allowing me to feel more free, which is really cool. Yeah, I love that. I feel, I feel very similar. I'm like, I just, I always have to go. I can't stay in one spot. Go, but it's so nice yeah. to just be like, I'm home. And I feel like the pandemic has really kind of rooted. That that. Yeah. Like I love being here. So yeah. <laughs> and badassery. So this is something that you've done recently that you think is pretty badass. You're just like really proud of yourself for. Mm. So I haven't shared this before. But I'm really stoked about it because it's so not any so not related to anything else that I'm doing that people see online. I'm creating a country album right now, so I wrote. Tw- I know. What? That's 
so amazing. What? So for the last like year and a half, I've just been like song writing and taking singing lessons and learning how to play the guitar. And so I have like an entire album. All the songs are done. And I am now waiting for my vocal ability to be a little bit more increased. And then I'm going to record the whole thing. Oh my God. This is crazy. What? <laughs> it's so random. And like, I've never, I don't share. I think I might've shared a little bit when I first started doing it, like about a year and a half ago, but I really don't talk about it that much. It's kind of like my little project that I just do. And it's so fun. And it takes me out of like, because I'm so immersed in personal development, spiritual development all day long, like it's so a part of my beingness. I wanted just like a complete contrasting thing that really has nothing to do with what I do just to add more like contrast and variety into my life. And it honestly helps me feel so much more creative. So yeah, it's been, it's been a fun project. I love that so much. And I love country music anyways. So like, yeah, really love it. (laughs) I know my best friend hates it. And it's the only thing that we fight about in life. Like she hates country music and I'm obsessed. That's so good. (laughs) That is like, wow, that like took me like, I like took me off, but I love that though. I think it's so great to have fun side projects and hobbies and all of that, that just kind of make you just feel more you and joyful and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, how can we optimize joy? Like what can we do every single day to optimize joy, whether it's through, you know, our practices and meditation, breathwork movement, whatever, or whether it's through like even things like gardening, you know, Mm -hmm. or we can find joy in grocery shopping. We can find joy in literally anything we do. We just have to choose to shift the energy to allow ourselves to experience the joy. I believe that like any moment, any mundane moment can turn into this like magical, incredible moment when we align our energy to it. And most of the time we're not doing that. We're sort of just going on autopilot and just going through the motions and like, okay, I just, I have to do this and I have to do this. And I have, blah, blah, blah. there's like this felt sense of burdenism on everything that we, for no reason, like why, like wh- why can we not find the joy, the pleasure, the excitement in the mundane. And I I really believe that the more that I focus on that and the more I extract like so much joy from just the simplicity of life. And it's, it's truly shifts, you know, your entire day, your entire life. Yeah. I feel like I have lately been really gravitating towards just being like, it's fine to not fit in a little stupid box. And I'm so tired of being like, yes, if you're going to have a business, you should probably niche and, and, and like know who you're talking to. Sure. But there has been this overall sense of like, you have to fit in this box and you can't do too many things and it has to all make sense. And if it doesn't, then you're going to confuse people. And I love that this is so wildly different from all the things that you do because it just shows that like, hey, this brings me joy and this makes me happy. I'm going to do it. Fuck it. So I love that. Totally. Totally. And I think I, I so resonate with that. And it hit me about two years ago where I was so focused on this is who I am. This is what I do. This is who I'm talking to. This is the service that I provide. This is the result that I get them. Yeah. And I was realizing that my creativity was not what was being suppressed because I was only focusing on those things. And I'm, I didn't give myself permission to explore the other realms of creativity, the other stuff that I want to do because I was so focused on 
what is generating me money? What is getting, what is building my business? How am I creating impact over here? And it's so important. It's like, okay, do the things that don't, that aren't productive just because they bring you joy. Like not everything we do has to have a result and outcome, create impact, whatever. It could be just, I'm doing this because it brings me so much joy. There's no productivity. It's not productive. You know, how can we just play? And that's why adults have like lost the art of playing, right? It's like, well, playing's not productive. It's not getting me to my end result and it's not making me a better person. Oh, oh really? Or is it? Because I th- I believe it is. Like when I play and I fuck around and I am just, I let my inner child essence flow. I feel so aligned. I feel so productive, you know? And then the energy that I bring into work is of a higher frequency. It's not coming from a place of depletion and being under-resourced. It's coming from a resource place. And so there'll be time, like multiple times a week, I'm just like, okay, I've had enough of work. I'm going surfing. I'll go surfing. I'll come back. And I'm like, oh my gosh, flooding with ideas, right? It's like, let's play so that we can produce. Yeah. I think more people need to get that <laughs> for sure. Cause it's like, you have so much fun and it fills your cup and you feel good. And like, I don't have kids, so I don't have kids to play with very often. But when I babysit my niece and nephew, I play with them. I don't sit there on my phone. I just like, you want a barrel roll across the floor? Sure. Like you have a trampoline. I'm going to send you to the moon, kid. Like get ready, you know, Yes, yes. get into it. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't get to do this very often. And it's, they're, raising them isn't really my responsibility. I get to just have fun with them. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. That's it. That's it. So you are, you've been in personal development since you were like 12. I've, I've heard you say that a few times because you're, because your dad was really into Tony Robbins. Is that? Yeah. 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 And when did you first get into the breath work? Like when did that Mm -hmm. kind of roll in? What was your first experience there? So I was eating, I was eating, I was eating and I started breathing. I was, (laughs) I'm hungry. Now I need to breathe. Okay. I was reading Eat, Pray, Love that book, that Elizabeth Gilbert book. And I was reading that at a time where I was really struggling with an eating disorder. So in my early twenties, it was at a point in my life where I was working so hard to try and heal my eating disorder and nothing that I was doing was working. Like I did all the talk therapy. I did, let's focus on a meal plan. Let's do that. Like nothing was working. And I still felt really depleted with all of the obsessive thoughts and the inner critic and body image stuff. And I tried so many destructive things to get out of that cycle. So I was a fitness competitor and I'm like, oh, this will do it. Let me just be a, become a fitness competitor. And then that will help me. No. Yeah. I'll cure my eating disorder. No, that just drove me into deeper states of depression and anxiety. And just realizing that like, wow, I feel like I've completely lost myself. If I'm no shade on anyone who does that. I think there's a small percentage of people who do that because they, it is not from a disordered place, but I would say 95% of people who do it, it is from a disordered place because I was in it, you know, it's yeah, like hearing the conversations and hearing like why people do it. It's just, anyway, that's a whole other podcast, but I was in that world. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole situation. I was in that world and I got to this place of just like feeling defeated, feeling frustrated. And I was reading that book, Eat, Pray, Love. And she talks about going to Bali and connecting with that acupuncture medicine man, right? So so I go to Bali on a one-way ticket. I was like, mom, I'm going to go to Bali. And she's like, when are you coming home? I'm like, I don't know, when I heal this frigging eating disorder, maybe. And so I went there on a one-way ticket and I found the guy who 
Elizabeth Gilbert connected with in Bali. And I went to his house. I like jumped on a motorcycle and I drove to his house and he could barely speak English. Like he didn't, he didn't have great English, but can I just interject really? Yeah. yeah. Can I am so mad at this moment because I went in Italy, I couldn't even find the pizza place in Naples because it was so ridiculous. The traffic was insane. It was not easy to get to. So I was like, she never, she probably never even went to this pizza place. And you found the medicine. I did. She worked with I couldn't find a pizza place. Dude, do you know what's crazy? This guy was in the freaking Lonely Planet. You know, the Lonely Planet, like that, that like travel book where you like go to a different country and they like give you whatever you can buy those. Yeah. He was in there. Like it was weird. I'm like, this is so crazy. So yeah, I found it. So wait, so, so more, so you didn't get the pizza. I did not get that pizza. No. And I was very upset. (laughs) Oh my God. But well, I, I went looking for pizza. You went looking for <laughs> healing. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I'm craving pizza now. Damn it. <laughs> so I found him. He started like poking me with the sticks and he basically was like, your brain's broken is, is essentially what he said. He's like, your brain's broken. He said, you think too much. I'm like, I know. And it was at a time, right? Where I had extreme anxiety you know, I oscillated between feeling numb and feeling anxious, feeling numb, feeling anxious, like in those two places. And he, he was like, you need to go meditate. And I'm like, oh, for God's sake, like, I'm, I don't want to meditate. Like everyone's telling me to meditate. When you have body magicians to the degree that I did, meditating and feeling your emotions and being in your body, no bueno. Like I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm a no dog, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I had this thought of, well, maybe meditation is different in Bali. Let me go assess it out and see. So I drove, <laughs> I drove yeah, positive thinking. I drove to the yoga barn. I went to go take this meditation class. I ended up being late for the meditation class. So I did a breathwork class and I looked on the bulletin board and it was like breathwork and it was a three hour class. I'm like, that's so crazy. Like breathing for three hours. That's insane. But I'm like, divine timing, let's go. So I walk up and I and I walk into this class and everyone's lying down with like pillows and blankets. It looks like an orgy. I'm like, what's going on here? And there's like this guy dressed all in white. He looks like Jesus or something. And he comes up to me and he's like, are you ready to go on the ride of your life? And I was like, this is getting even more weird. What is about to happen? And he's like, you're going to feel things in your body that you've never felt before. And I was like, okay. He's like, you're going to feel like states of joy and bliss and blah, blah, blah. And then you're going to like release all of this like tension and anxiety in your body. And I was like, okay, he doesn't know who he's working with right now. Because at the time it was, I was so emotionally constipated. I could really only feel the anxiety or the numbness. So he taught this breath pattern. And within a few moments of going through this breathing technique, I felt this aliveness in my body. My hands were like full of electricity. My mind was just so clear. I could feel joy. I could feel, it was crazy. And in the three hours, which felt like 15 minutes, in the three hours, I went through the entire, just as he said, I went through the entire range of emotions. I went from the highest states of joy and bliss and excitement into like shame, into like fear, into like pain, not from a scary place. Like it was like, I was releasing shame. I was releasing, it like came up and then I released it and it came up and I released it. I'm like, whoa, my body is actually doing this work. Like I'm not, my mind's not even in the equation. Dang, this is so incredible. And that's why I always say you are your own drug. If you want to feel better, you got to be better feelers. And it's so true because when we release the mind and we let the body do the work, 
shit happens. So I woke up from this three hour experience and I was just like, whoa, how does not every human in the world know that we can do this? Like, this is crazy, crazy. And after I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so in my body now. I can actually tell the difference between an emotional hunger cue and a physical hunger cue. I can actually feel what that feels like. Mm. So that's long story short. That's how I healed my eating disorder because I was in my body and I could feel to heal. I knew when I needed an emotional need was needing to be soothed. And I knew when I was just hungry, you know, there was a distinct difference, but when you're so numbed out and you're so disconnected from your body, you can't tap into that visceral intelligence. So that's kind of like the birth of, of Hungry for Happiness. That was like the start of my journey with breathwork. Then I started Hungry for Happiness to help people who struggle with emotional eating and body image issues. And then Hungry for Happiness turned into the certification program, which of course you did. Yeah. About five years after that, I got this very clear message that I needed to start another company, which is now Pause Breathwork. And Pause Breathwork, I didn't come up with the name. I didn't come up with the idea. I didn't come up with the business. Like It was channeled. It was wild, pulsating through me at like warp speed. And it was like, you need to go create this. Go, go, go. And it happened so quickly. And it was at a time where like Hungry for Happiness still needed a lot of my attention. And it was very inconvenient to do anything else. But I knew it was the right thing. You know, you're going through something similar. I knew it was the right thing. And I knew I needed to do it. So thank baby Jesus. Here we are three years later, I I think this is now, where now we've certified a ton of people in our method. We have an app coming out and we've just taught breathwork to tens of thousands of people at this point. So it's just crazy. 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 Thanks to eat, eat, pray, love. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I got to give Elizabeth Gilbert a shout out. Like seriously though. I got to be like, yo girl, you did some good. It's amazing how like something can be a catalyst, just something, a little spark. And then it's, okay, I have to go do this. And then you go and do the thing. And then it's like, (gasps) this is what I was looking for. Totally. You didn't know what you were looking for until you found it. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think that's like the beautiful thing about life. If we're paying attention, life is constantly nudging us, giving us hunches into the direction that is aligned with our soul into the direction that we've previously chosen, right? Our soul's curriculum. But when we get too busy and we get too distracted and we get too up on our heads, we simply cut off that source. Mm-hmm. You know, we cut off that power source. There's a, there's a story and I'm going to butcher this, but <laughs> <laughs> there's these two guys and they're next door neighbors, right? And one's a painter. And the painter was like sitting down meditating and his neighbor comes over and he's like, Frank, why are you not working? And Frank's like, I am working. I am working. He's just sitting there. I am working. And then a few days later, Frank is, his name probably wasn't Frank. I just made that up. But Frank's painting and his neighbor comes over. He's like, why aren't you relaxing? He's like, I am relaxing. You know? So it's like the work is done in the nothingness. I need to figure out how to tell that story better, but you guys get the point, right? There's every, because we believe that there's, the work is in the doing. It's always like, I have to do something. What can I do? What's the how? How do I get there? How do I do it? Just tell me how to do it. tell me how. And that's why, you know, like the self-help books are so popular because it's here, this is how to change your whole damn life in a book. And it's like, what? Oh, yes. If like, yes, if you could actually adopt all of these concepts in most like self-help books, right. And you could actually live them and imprint them on your body and go live them. Yeah. Your life would massively change, but you can't do that 
because mm-hmm. it's going in through your brain and your brain's like, this is super cool and valid information. Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're, uh, you're missing yeah. key elements. Exactly. And that's one of my favorite concepts to teach is consumption mm. without integration creates frustration. So when we're constantly consuming, we're treating personal development like a drug and we're just like, give me more, give me more, consume, consume, consume. I want more, I want, but we're not, it's not actually touching our system, our body. It's like, what is the point? There is no point. You just need another book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 So when we can like shift things at a visceral level, when we can shift things on a cellular level, that's when it all makes sense. It's like, okay, well, the body shifts. So we don't have to constantly think of the mindset, like the, the age of mindset training and affirmations is gone. It's not working anymore. And I think because the personal development industry is such a new industry in and of itself, a lot of the old boys were doing mindset work and and saying like, that is the way to do it. We got to do it through the mind. And what we're realizing now is mindset work only works when we're working at it. So when we're not in the mirror saying affirmations or we're not convincing ourselves otherwise, it it just falls off and we're like, oh, I'm back to where I started. But when we shift it from from a cellular level, from a body-based level, a somatic level, then we can actually create sustainable transformations that don't bounce back. It allows us to constantly evolve. Yes, it's slower. So we don't have that like, we are changed now type of feeling. So people can go, is this even working? Am I even work? Is this what's going on? Right. But when we look back myself a year ago, Mm. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm a different person. You're a different person. Right. But if we track it on a day-to-day basis, the ego will say, I don't even know if anything's working. Is any of this stuff even working? It's like, it is, but on a deeper level and reality will shift with time, but it's not fiery and quick, like, like a mindset hit, you know? Yeah. I mean, we've been, we've been having instant gratification shoved down our throats, especially with like the diet industry, you know, like if it's not Mm -hmm. extremely painful and miserable and also really fast, then mm, it doesn't work. Exactly. Sustainability is not is not taught to people because then they wouldn't need all of these gimmicks and bullshit that get shoved down our throats. And that goes for mindset work and and self-help and personal development. And it's really interesting to me because I never wanted to be a coach ever. I always looked at the coaching industry as kind of icky and there's all these coaches coaching people to coach and I can make hundreds of thousands of dollars and teach you how to do it too. And all of these broken people like living in their bullshit life Mm -hmm. coaching other people and I'm just like what Mm -hmm. no and it just Mm -hmm. never was attractive to me until I found you essentially (laughs) (laughs) I just you know and nutrition coaching when I nutrition coached it was like about there was a lot of mindset involved in there and, and helping people change their belief systems without realizing that's what I was doing, but they were compiling Mm -hmm. evidence and all of that. But there were so many people I could not help because I didn't have the tools, the body-based belief system element of it. And that was huge of what's missing out there. Oh, 100%. Obviously. I mean- breath work is so important. (laughs) And I think that's the biggest thing is like when I talk about embodiment work or body-based healing or somatic experiencing, people like, I don't even know. Like what? What are you talking about? All right. Right. And so that's why breath work is so powerful because we don't have to know the how there is no how you just fucking lie down and breathe and your body does it, you know? And that's the cool thing. It's like the more time we spend in that 
deeply embodied place when we're doing breath work, the more the body stabilizes that place. So then the more we live in that place. So it's not about thinking about how to become embodied or thinking about feeling better or whatever it is. It's about actually having the direct experience. And that's what makes body-based work so much more effective. So my first experience with breathwork was with you probably in a Hungry for Happiness lab. Situation. (laughs) Yeah. Hungry for Happiness situation. Yeah. Yeah, One of the weekly things. And it was insane to me because it was like, I just had this burst of emotion. I was crying and I didn't know where it came from or why. And it was like, I get these, I guess, you know, your body communicates to you with words. It's not a thinking thing. It's just kind of like your body being this. (laughs) And it was so crazy to me. And then now whenever I have like something that I'm trying to kind of work through, but I'm obviously trying to work through it in my head and I do breath work, I have that burst of emotion, but then it's like a burst of like clarity Mm. and awesome, you know, and so much just like trust and understanding and like, I'm exactly where I need to be. And Mm. that's, what's pushing me to do the program to get the certification because in my coaching, it's just so valuable to be able to give that to my clients, the gifts that I, I've been getting. Mm. And I kind of went back and forth on it because I'm like, do I need to do one more thing? And then I was like, you know what? You know how good this is. You know how valuable it is. And you know how healing it is. Why are you going to hire one of your friends to come in and do it for your clients if you can just do it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the future. It's the yeah. future. And I feel so confident in saying that. It's the future of this industry. There's even limitations around meditation, as I explained, right? There's certain people who just can't meditate because they don't feel comfortable being in their body. Well, with breathwork, we can safely open up the window of tolerance. Even if someone has a ton of trauma, Mm. breathwork is still very useful. We just have to go, our strategy of doing it just needs to be different. And all of our programs are trauma-informed, which is incredibly important. We support the system in slowly opening up that window of tolerance so that people can feel really safe to be in their bodies. And that often isn't accessible with meditation or it can be if people practice a lot. (laughs) But the problem with like human nature is like, we want everything we want it right now. There's like this limitation with meditation that people aren't prepared to push through. And with breath work, we, it's, it's just so much more accessible. And I'm talking like three minutes can shift our state. Yeah. Incredibly. Yeah. Cause for me, meditation, I mean, when you're a thinker and you're disconnected very easily, it, I have always said, well, it's just hard to not think, or I'm always trying not to think. And then you're spending all the time trying to think. And then suddenly you're going over your grocery list for the day. And then you're like, wait, no, I have to meditate. So I found that like guided meditation was a lot more helpful for me. And that was great. And then the breath work was like, oh, (laughs) we're just in it. We're in it now. Yeah. It's like on on steroids. Yeah. Okay. I am really powerful. Okay. I get it. Yeah. There, I know that there are coaches of all different sorts that listen. So what would you tell like the coach who is maybe interested or like kind of on the fence or what the hell is breath work? And like, should I, you know, obviously they know now after listening, but why should someone add this into mm. their practice or pursue this as? I don't think everyone should. Good. <laughs> I really don't. I feel like there's so many different types of coaches and all different types of coaches meet people where they're at. Mm. The type of people that I feel are a complete fit for this is the coaches who know the value of embodiment. Mm. And you got to you you got to believe it. You got to like really get it or else this certification doesn't make sense for people. 
if you are still valuing mindset over embodiment work, don't do it. It doesn't make sense. But when you have, when you yourself have had a shift to go, oh my God, when I am embodied and I add this into my work, it 10X is everything. If you get it, then you get it. And that's the type of people that I'm, that I want to train people like yourself, right? You're like, I so understand the value of this Mm -hmm. for people who understand the value of it. It is the best way. It's like, not only will it help you get your clients better results and what happens when you get your clients better results, well, better referrals, Mm -hmm. they stay with you longer. There's more of a transformation that, that occurs. So it's a win, win, win. And, and then also adding breathwork into your business, whether you are already have a business and you want to add it in as another income stream or a value add, or you want to start a business of breathwork, there's also the financial aspect of it as well of, okay, well, I'm adding more value to my clients. So it's more valuable. Therefore I can charge more. So it really, yeah, it really is for people who see that value. I'm just so not interested in doing any sort of mindset, rah, 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 affirmations type of shit anymore. And I grew up in that world. I grew up in that world, you know? I, like I said, my parents were big into personal development. I've been in the world since I was 12 years old. I've gone to, you know, more UPWs than I can count on both my hands and my toes. And by the way, I love Tony Robbins and he himself is like super embodied and does somatic yeah. work. But the industry as, as a whole and a lot of what is out there is just very still cognitive mm-hmm. and in cognitive mind, cognitive is just limiting. Yeah, no, I think that's great because it's, you know, saying it like that's not for everyone because some people just aren't going to be there. They're not going to get it. They're not going to be there. They're not going to see the value for sure. And it's, it's so funny because I love when you talk about your stuff, it's like so obvious that, you know, you know what you offer, you know Mm -hmm. what you're giving. And even if the person talking to you has no idea what the hell to expect from one of your programs, it is, it's so like it translates. And, and that for me is why I signed up for hungry for happiness. Cause I was just like, I don't even know what this is, but this could probably help my current business. Sure. Like that'll be great. But she seems really confident in what she's offering. And mm. had I not <laughs> essentially been tricked, <laughs> I tricked myself, <laughs> you know, been tricked into doing embodiment work because I had no real understanding. I did go to UPW and I got some of it there and I was just like, okay, what is this? It was like a little taste. And I really believe that was like kind of like the catalyst. That was my eat, pray, love. And there like you, you were my medicine guy. <laughs> Well, it's interesting. And I thank you for that acknowledgement. And I think my confidence just comes from my results. That's it. You know, it's like I wouldn't be confident if I didn't have literally thousands of of case studies, but I know what's possible. And the interesting thing too, with breath work is like people can do it once and then they're converted, you know, like one time, one time, like I've taught breath work to people who are so not in the personal development world at all, have never done a lick of personal development and I'll take them through a journey. And after they're like, what was that? Holy shit. Like I want more. And there's such a direct transformation and it's just easy. Yeah that it's, it's accessible to everybody. It doesn't matter if you've gone to 34 UPWs or you don't even know what personal development is. It doesn't matter. And I think that's the beauty of it. I can, I can, 
<laughs> yeah, I can bring I can bring 50 people in a room from all different backgrounds, all different character styles, whatever it is, and I can unite them through the experience of breathwork and give them all an incredible transformation using nothing but their breath. And there's no prerequisite, there's nothing. So the the, the power in that is just like obviously I'm so fucking passionate about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean and like you said like you it's you have results but then like also your clients and students all have results. I'm two months into my, my one-on-one program and like just the shifts. I told a couple of my clients, I said, I'm going to have to have your husband send me a testimonial. Because Seriously though, you should put that on your website. Yeah. The husbands are like, well, I don't know what she's doing, but it's great. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's so yeah. good, dude. Oh my yeah. God. I love it. I love, I love it. it. Okay. So I won't take up too much more of your time today, but I like to end things on a quote. So is there a quote that like you really kind of like live by or you feel, or maybe you, you, it's yours or. Ooh. Ooh. So- okay. So I'm going to, the, the first one that comes to mind is actually a quote that one of my employees shared with me the other day. Mm-hmm. One of my team members, Courtney Russell, do you know Courtney? Yeah. So she was teaching work here in San Diego and Eric and I went and we were doing breath work. And what she said was the more you release, the more you ascend. And it's just such a, it's, I'm like, ah, oh, yes. Like, that's it. That's it. Like the more we release the limitations of who we are, who we think we are, the more we release our doubts, our fears, our perceived limitations, the more that we can actually ascend to who we, who we really are. We are spiritual being having a human experience and a story, right? So we can absolutely tap into that nature when we decide to release and surrender everything that does not belong. Where can people find you and find the certificate for pause and all of that? When this drops, I think it'll be on the seventh. So how much time do they have? They better, cool. not a lot, yeah. <laughs> not a lot. Get your little box uh, over there. <laughs> So the training starts on the 19th of April. So as soon as you hear this and you, if you have the call, you have that fire, you know that you want to become a facilitator, head on over to pausebreathwork.com slash crystal. Yeah. And let us know that you heard us on this podcast and we have some super sweet bonuses for you and quite an amazing incentive of money off. So head on over to pausebreathwork.com slash crystal. And if you have any questions or anything, I hang out on Instagram quite often. The Sam Skelly shit, the Sam Skelly shit shows over there. (laughs) It's great. It's a great one. <laughs> oh, I love um, you. Yeah, but but truly, if you have any questions, I love you. If you have any questions about breathwork or anything that I share, just come over there and say hi. I'd love to meet you. You are the best. Thank you so much for coming on today, sharing your story, your your awesomeness with us. Appreciate you so much. Love you. <laughs> I love you, girl. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Self Love Breakfast Club. If you enjoyed it, please share with your friends and tag us in your Instagram stories. See you next time.